Hello, and welcome to Must Love Food. I'm Amanda, and today's show is all about coffee. We're giving you a peek inside a story from our April issue, all about, you guessed it, coffee. We are sharing some food and drink recipes, our favorite coffee grinders, and some coffee-related knowledge and trivia. Plus, we'll make a meal from my fridge today. Enjoy the show. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom cuisine at home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com. First up, Kim, Pam, and Haley are diving deep into coffee with some recipes and information from our latest issue. So today, uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about an article we did in our most recent issue. It's the March-April issue, issue 140. And we did a story on coffee in this issue. We and tend to love our coffee around here. We sure do. <laughs> so we used coffee as the ingredient for our article 1 in 4. Well, and coffee was actually throughout the issue. Um, we did an article on coffee grinders and then also a little info about coffee. That's right. Um, but uh, the recipes, well, Haley, you started, you had a great um, steak recipe in there. I did. You know, and coffee rubbed steak is not a new thing. There's lots of versions of it out there. Um, I used, I believe I used pre-ground coffee. Yes, I did. And I used a dark roast because that's my personal preference. Uh, and I mi mixed it with some spices. I ground them fresh because it's going to be the most flavorful that way. But then I was wondering, how can I, you know, make this more interesting than just a coffee and spice rubbed steak? And what I did was I seared the steaks, um, the seasoned steaks in the pan, pulled them out, let them rest. And while they were resting, I made a vinaigrette right in the pan with the drippings. And balsamic happens to complement coffee really well. So that was the flavor profile of the vinaigrette that I made. And then just tossed, tossed it with some greens and put them together. It was really a tasty little meal. So you said you used pre-ground, but you ground your own beans. Is that right? For I didn't. You didn't? Oh, okay. But um, you can certainly do that and it'd probably get a fresher flavor that way. So just like a basic average grind on, on the bean? Yes. Probably like for a drip or something like that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we had another savory um, recipe in there that I did, uh, red-eye black bean soup, which red-eye chili is, is something that um, some people might know about and that basically has a shot of coffee in it. And this, um, when I first made this, I think I had maybe twice as much coffee as I ended up with. I think I had two cups of strong coffee, um, but I might have started with four cups, four or three. It was pretty strong. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> we were buzzing around that afternoon, if I remember. It was, yeah. Definitely. It was a little, a little bitter. A little bitter. A little bitter. Sure. Um, but it really just added depth. So it's, um, you know, started with some bacon. Who doesn't love that? Some um, onion, bell pepper, jalapeno, bay leaves, paprika, brown sugar, cumin, oregano. I'm just reading off the list. Sorry here. Um, but um, deglaze, you know, cooked all that stuff up. There was some coriander and cayenne in there as well. And um, and then deglazed with the coffee um, and added beans. I buzzed up and some broth. And then I buzzed up part of it, if memory serves me. Yes, to kind of bulk up the soup so it wasn't just um, brothy. So there was a little bit of um, puree and texture to it. Um, 
and um, but still texture, excuse me, because I didn't buzz up the whole thing. And uh, yeah, and then topped it with some sour cream and cilantro. Oh, and a little bit of lime juice. And of course, stirred the bacon in. But that coffee, I thought just gave it really nice depth. Oh, it did. It, it was so good. I, I, you know, I'm salivating now just thinking <laughs> about it. You know, I love black bean soup and I love coffee and putting the two together was sure. really a great idea. Um, yeah, well, it wasn't, I don't think, a new idea or anything. But like I said, um, you've heard of uh, red-eyed chili. So kind of just a riff on that. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, and then we decided we wanted to do a little bit of sweet stuff. And uh, I love coffee cake. And so I was sitting there thinking, coffee cake, coffee cake. Wait a minute. Coffee, coffee cake. Why not put some coffee in a coffee cake? Um and I formed it into a bump pan. And the nice thing about this recipe is that there is no lack, it's not lacking in coffee flavor because it had coffee, espresso powder, and pure coffee extract. So, um, and it was very moist. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Dark brown sugar and uh, granulated sugar. So you had um, some depth there with some dark brown sugar. Um, I have to give a shout out to Nielsen Massey because their um, coffee, extract? coffee extract, all their extracts are always superb. And I really think it helped uh, the coffee flavor it come did. through in your coffee cake. Well, because you recommended it. I think I, when I first made it, I might have used vanilla extract and it just needed a little bit more push. And so we tried the coffee extract and, and it really did make a difference, I think. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is... Um, we had gotten a couple of different brands of um, espresso powder, instant espresso powder in, and I definitely use Medalliador. It was a much finer grind. Um, I think, I can't remember the brand of the other one, but it was a much coarser grind, and they are not really interchangeable. So right, and that we, is a good one to use in your chocolate desserts, too. Oh, yes. To enhance your right. chocolate flavor. Definitely. Always. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so definitely look for a, something I would say, if it's not labeled fine grind, I would just really look for Medallia Dora, which you can find almost at any grocery store. Okay. Um, and it, it lasts forever, right? Just totally shelf stable. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And then um, to, you know, fancy it up, we put some chocolate covered espresso beans on the top too. And who doesn't love that? Oh, I course. love them. <laughs> I don't know if mine would make it to the cake. But. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, they come in a decent sized pouch that you don't need so many for the cake. You... With your afternoon cup of coffee, you can eat a few. <laughs> I have to admit there are some that are left behind after you made that cake, and I know where they are. Oh. And so every afternoon I go down and have a couple. <laughs> you know, why not? Yep. Yep. Simple well, pleasures. Yep. And the last recipe for this article, we developed a homemade coffee liqueur. Um, you know, everybody knows the store-bought stuff, and it's delicious, but it's really actually super simple to make this stuff. And without doing any research, uh, initially, I assumed it was vodka that was infused with the flavors. Turns out it's not. It's rum. And we used golden rum to, you know, give some more background flavor. And uh, what we did, instead of grinding our own or using pre-ground, I crushed the beans because I found after batch after batch, even straining my mixture through cheesecloth, I was getting just a fine coffee silt in the bottom of my... Uh, my liqueur and it was really kind of off-putting so what I ended up doing was just crushing the beans lightly with a meat mallet just to break them up and then I simmered them with water and the sugar to form a syrup for I think it was about an hour 
Uh, let everything kind of cool together and it really pulls all the flavors out. Strain it, add your liquor, and then it's ready to use. And a little vanilla bean paste also. Take it over the top. But, uh, you know, you can use this in so many different things. Obviously, a white Russian is probably the most popular drink. Well, and didn't you test it with vodka as well as rum? That's what I thought. And I we, did. everybody just couldn't believe how much we love the rum. Yep, and we did a side was, by side. And you see, there are recipes out there for. Um, a coffee liqueur, and most of them are made, if not all, with vodka, right? That is right. And, uh-huh. um, but you said you, yeah. the Hands the, down, the rum one was better. Yeah. Well, let's face it, vodka really doesn't have flavor. It so doesn't. So rum sure. brings, a, you know, another flavor note to uh-huh. the Uh-huh. Well, table. you know, and we also tasted uh, my batch uh, side-by-side with, uh, you know, the store-bought variety mm-hmm. uh, to try and get as close to that flavor as we mm-hmm. could. And, and rum was just hands down the one. Sure. Well, doesn't it come from, doesn't the store-bought variety um, come from the islands that where rum would be coming from anyway? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I'm uncertain I'm uncertain, on uncertain that. too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say definitely look, look for these recipes in our April issue. Um, one is just as good as the next, and uh, there's something savory and something sweet and something to drink. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and speaking of drinks. Yes. We could talk about that now. Was that something we want sure. to talk about? Heck yes. All right. So uh, a few years ago, we did a story, um, an Indonesian party, and uh, it featured um, lots of great recipes that would come from uh, that area. And I discovered something when working on that article that, um, you know, coffee's nickname is Java. Well, you look to the island of Java for where that uh, nickname came from. So it's considered one, or Indonesia in general, is considered one of the world's most important coffee-producing regions in the world. And uh, they uh, uh, have a recipe for a coffee called Kopi Jehi. And uh, so we we featured it in one of our issues a couple years ago. Excuse me, Kim, you get extra points for pronouncing that. Well, I have the pronunciation guide (laughs) right here, so I I couldn't possibly have said it without looking at that. Anyway, so it's a different way of um, making your morning java, morning joe. You take uh, ground coffee and you mix it with water. And in this recipe, we added ginger and cardamom and some sugar. And then you bring it to a boil and reduce the heat and you let it simmer on the stovetop. So it's, you know, it's a different way to make coffee. Then you have to strain it. But in this case, we served this coffee with a a little bit of uh, uh, coconut milk over the top um, to uh, add some um, creamy uh, you know, texture to the coffee, and served it on ice as well, and it was it was delightful. I had it, never made coffee like oh, this before. It really was. Well, I have made Turkish coffee sure. before, so I I kind of remember it being sort of similar to that. Um, and the funny thing is, when you drink Turkish coffee, the grounds don't really. I mean, you just drink down almost just to the grounds, and then you leave them. And that was the same with this. Very similar. Yeah. It reminds me of the way my grandmother used to make coffee in her percolator. Because <laughs> you would always end up getting grounds in your coffee, right? Yeah. Sure. From a percolator. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, Well, you anyway. know, and this reminds me a little bit of a Vietnamese coffee, too. But mm-hmm. I liked this one a lot more because it was a lot lighter. And it felt very summery and mm-hmm. refreshing. Um, whereas, I do like, like yes. a, a Vietnamese coffee, though. I do though. like I a Vietnamese coffee. It's that sweet and condensed oh, milk. Oh, I mean the nectar of the gods. Exactly. Wrong, right? Uh, Yes. But those are definitely a little bit heavier. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 
also, you uh, uh, worked on Irish coffee. Yes, uh, last, last year. I right? think it was last year. It was yeah, yeah for last St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's yeah. Day. We did a St. Patrick's Day spread, and I, I was born in San Francisco and lived there for the first six or so years of my life. And my dad um, was a native. I think he lived there for about forty years. Anyhow, he used to go to the Buena Vista. Um, I'm going to say cafe, but I don't know if that's if hotel, Buena Vista. Right? Wasn't it, isn't it a hotel? It might too? have started as a hotel. Okay. It's not now. And but um, I think that, um, yeah, I'm looking here. I think that they got the recipe from a place in um, uh, Shannon, Ireland or something like hmm. that. I think that the owner of the restaurant was flying through the Shannon airport and had an Irish coffee and went back to his establishment and kept testing and testing and testing to create the perfect Irish coffee that would replicate what he had had in Ireland. And um, they have become known. I mean, there I know CBS Sunday Morning has done a big expose on it. The bartender there has been there forever. And he just he'll make it is worth a stop it's if worth you're a stop. in if you're there yes. in San Francisco. Well, it with, absolutely is. And they use a particular kind of whiskey, right, for this drink? Uh, yes, and I'm going to let you pronounce it. Uh, Me? Tullamore Dew is out it. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do that. Um, so it's just brewed black coffee, a couple of sugar cubes, um, and it has to be cubes. Cubes. Yes, and they'll. And they might, I think they actually might throw the cubes in first. And we contacted the Buena Vista and they sent me their recipe. Um, and so. Um, it's yeah, authentic. It's authentic. And and my dad used to make this every year for uh, St. Patrick's Day. And so I, it's close, near and dear to my heart. And um, it's actually not one of my favorites. I do love coffee, um, but. It's. I mean, this is this is a good Irish coffee. It's not very sweet, which is what I do like about it. Um, but yeah, a couple of sugar cubes, black coffee, and then break up the sugar, and then a jigger of um, Irish whiskey, and then you're gonna lightly whip the cream. It's really more pourable than cream that you really think of. It's not heavy whipped cream or anything like well, that. Well, and I like it like that too because yes. it helps kind of dissolve down into the coffee right. really nicely and give it a creamy feel and yeah. Really and nice. if you pour the cream kind of over the back of a spoon, it sort of lays on the top and it doesn't really fall into the glass. And you then can stir it as you like. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that last year. And uh, I'm not sure if it's on our website or not, but um, it's the Buena Vista's Irish coffee. Well, you know, and since we're on the topic of coffee, you know, some people have some opinions about grinders. And we happen to do an article on that as well. Uh, yeah, we brought back an old um, department uh, called Wares, where we review different products on the marketplace. And somehow, I'm not sure exactly how we netted out on grinders for this first um, go round of Wares. And um, we There's all- sure a lot of coffee being ground though, well, right? I was going to say, we all, we pretty much most of us drink coffee in the test kitchen. And I had just personally purchased a grinder and I used to always use a blade grinder. Um, and I'd had it for 20 years or something, and I overloaded it one day, and I might have kind of blown the motor out. And <laughs> I think I might have actually had to go to a friend's house or something to grind my coffee beans in the morning. <laughs> because I was... Desperation will, will do that yes. to you. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
And so um, I did some research on um, grinders. And so we looked at some of the top rated grinders that were out there. And um, so we tested some blade grinders and some burr grinders. And we decided that a burr grinder was definitely the way to go. And the difference is a blade is pretty much what you think. It's like a, a blade that cuts through um, sort of like beam. a lawnmower blade. Kind of a lawnmower blade. And it generates a little bit of heat. And so you are s- releasing some of those oils on your coffee beans that you don't really want to do. So for the best cup of coffee, the experts would say you want to grind your own beans and you want to do it right before you're going to brew your coffee. Um, I can't say that I always do that. I probably grind a little extra beans and I put them in my freezer in um, a sealed container. So maybe the next day I'd have some beans and I don't have to grind them every single morning. But for the best cup of coffee, you're going to grind your own beans and you're going to grind them fresh. Yes, you can get some good pre-ground coffee out there. It's just best to store it well if you're buying pre-ground coffee. Um, But um, a blade grinder does heat it and it's just not as consistent of a grind. And a burr grinder is, there's two different types. There is a conical burr and then there's a flat burr. Um, and one's cone-shaped and the other's flat. And you basically have two surfaces. And it's kind of like a, a mill where you are pressing, kind of crushing. crushing the beans in between two abrasive surfaces. And so we tested uh, several different burr grinders, including a hand grinder, which um, it was a mm-hmm. very nice hand grinder. And it's, it's a little slow. You'll get your arm workout. It's a little slow, and it's not the easiest to set, but there is a bit of a um, calming aspect of actually grinding your own beans, mm-hmm. and, um, and it has a nice little sound to it, too, when you grind your own beans. So, But the nice thing about that is if you're a camper um, or you take a road trip and you're going somewhere for a weekend, you can pop it in. You don't have to. It's just an easy thing to take. But, yeah, so we, we looked at... Um, four different burr grinders that we focused on. And there are burr grinders out there that cost over $1,000. That's insane. That's crazy. So the top of the line for us was about a $140 um, burr grinder. And um, some coffee experts recommend that one is the entry level go-to. Oh. But that was what we felt was our favorite. And it's the Barazza Encore Conical Burr Coffee Grinder. Uh, it was a fun article. Um, we went through many pounds of coffee, and we went through many pots of coffee. We sampled a lot. <laughs> we that's sampled for sure. a lot. Um, forced ourselves to drink it black before we put anything in it. And um, well, and you helped me because we ground the beans and did three different brewing methods: a French press, a drip coffee maker, and a Chemex. Yes. And so there are different settings for, that you want to do on your beans for the different types of um, coffee maker you're using. And so uh, we went and ground we, them yes, all. Yes, we wanted to yep. keep track of all of that and make sure yep. it was fair across yes. the board. So, so we were tasting them fairly. Yes. Same beans, same grind. And um, that's how we came up with our results. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was a good article. And hopefully um, somebody's uh, reading this and... Uh, going out and maybe getting a new burr grinder. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. And so we three love coffee. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're big coffee drinkers. Um, so Haley, how do you like your coffee? Okay. I like a dark roast because I they typically have a lot less acidity uh, than lighter, medium and lighter roast coffees. And they have a much richer flavor. And to me, the lighter and medium roasts 
often taste what I describe as fruity. And I don't know if that's the correct descriptor, but for me, I, I don't care for it. And I can hardly drink coffee out because that's what most people are, are brewing. Mm -hmm. Um, and at home, uh, don't judge me. I'm using, uh, my Keurig and I get K cups from Costco. If they sold them in a whole bean variety, I would grind them and brew them myself, but they don't. And I'm stuck on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, and mm -hmm. it's just their dark well, roast. Well, you're busy in the morning and you need to get going. Definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Um, but it's Is their it dark Pacific roast. Something? Pacific Bold. Yes. Pacific <laughs> Bold, the Kirkland brand. Um, so that's what I really love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And black cream no no um okay <laughs> i will typically do half and half and i'm putting several tablespoons of half and half and two healthy scoops of sugar uh not scoops spoonfuls of sure, sugar sure. into my coffee i like it sweet i mm -hmm. like it creamy mm -hmm. um and i like the flavor of the coffee to still come through too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but, uh, you know, most people prefer a lighter roast, especially in the morning, because light roasts have a lot more caffeine than the dark. The longer you roast the beans, the less caffeine they have. Sure. So that's an interesting little tidbit. Sure. Yeah, I think most people think the reverse. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The stronger the flavor, mm -hmm. the stronger mm -hmm. the caffeine level. Right. It must be mm -hmm. not true. It seems like anti, like right. not common sense that uh -huh. it would, you know, be yep. less And, I, you know, I don't know the mechanism that you know, what happens to the beans in the roasting that causes sure, that. But sure. uh, yeah. How about you, Pam? Uh, I'm with Haley. I like a dark roast. Um, and um, and I am a coffee lover from way back. I think I've told you guys the story. Uh, when I was probably about three years old living in San Francisco, I love the smell of coffee and I've loved it since I was a little kid. My parents would get their percolator out and their um, pre-ground can of coffee and they'd make coffee all the time. <laughs> and I would beg, 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 beg for sips because I love the smell of it and I just wanted to, I thought I would enjoy it. And um, finally I wore my parents down and they relented. And I, I think my dad would give me like one little sip out of his cup and um, eventually I had a really small mug and Sundays I could have one cup of coffee, one mug, small mug. Um, <laughs> they just had to appease me, I guess. But <laughs> my dad put cream or milk in his and my mom drank hers black and I always put milk and sugar or cream and sugar or something. Now I do a little bit of stevia. I do a little like dropper, couple drops of liquid stevia and um, I'll either use half and half or like a soy um, creamer or something. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was at Trader Joe's the other day, and the only creamer they were sold out, it was a soy creamer. <laughs> of course. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's be popular. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to drink it well, a little um, less sweet and a little darker. I've been tr trying to train myself <laughs> to, go sure. Off, sure. to go off of the um, loaded coffee. Right, right, right. And you, you – well, you drink it. A couple of different ways, right, Kim? Uh, at home, I only drink it um, espresso. Okay. I don't I, like. I make okay. a pot of coffee for my husband, but I make espresso for myself, and I have a couple of cups of espresso. And, and black, I right? basic, yeah, black. And I basically not. I don't drink coffee here much anymore. Um, I will say I'm also a dark roast woman. Uh, prefer it, uh, and. Uh, um, yeah, I could not survive without my espresso in the morning. So that's that's me, and, and I like it black. So 
Do you have a, um, what kind of an espresso machine do you have? I, I couldn't even tell you. Is it I've electric had it for or so is it long. stove top? It's electric. Okay. Yeah. And I've had it for so long, I wouldn't, you know, I've looked at it a hundred thousand times and thank god knock knock it still works <laughs> same with my um grinder that is not a burr well, <laughs> well and this this came up before we started recording this segment and some of you guys might be wondering uh what i've mentioned about caffeine and kim liking espresso um you know do the darker roast espressos um how do they have so much caffeine well there's two different kinds of coffee beans there's arabica and robusta and arabica are typically the favored beans, though um, your better quality Robusta are going to be better than your lower quality Arabica. So, you know, there's a lot more to go into about that. But uh, most espressos, from what I read, especially in Italy, are made from Robusta beans because they have about twice as much caffeine as the Arabica beans. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, That's pretty interesting. good information. I like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, is it readily available? Robusta beans? Yeah, the robusta. I don't think on their own. Okay, uh, they're blend- I don't know if they're, I've I think ever they're seen... primarily blended okay. um, into, you know, your pre-ground options at your local grocery sure. store um, and obviously in your espressos that you get from a coffee shop. Okay. But okay. Arabica is what you're going to see on the shelves primarily called out. Okay. Coffee. It's our thing. It is our it's thing. It's our morning thing. <laughs> and sometimes our... Evening thing. Evening thing, too. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't and prevent sometimes me from our, sleeping. Uh, cocktail, too. Yes. <laughs> well, and if your grinder breaks, <laughs> maybe have a backup on hand. Well, I don't go knocking on somebody's door at eight in the morning. I'm thinking, or maybe know where your local coffee shop sure. is. <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking maybe I need to do what you did and over like load my grinder so then I have a reason to get a new burr grinder. Yes. Well, and I mean, a blade grinder, I should say, is. A fine grinder. It really is. Like I said, I had mine for 20, 30 years. I know mine is probably that old. And, you know, I think I got it from Ace, True Uh Value or whatever hardware store, Uh you know, so... But a blade grinder is great to have in your kitchen just for spices anyway. Sure, sure. Oh, sure, um, it yeah, whenever I uh, hand. grind up cardamom in mine and then I go and grind up beans, my oh. coffee is wonderful. Oh, <laughs> oh, <dad>. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I purposely just throw some cardamom pots in there. Well, I guess we should have made coffee for this segment. Yeah, we, we should have. have. I could have gone for a fourth cup. <laughs> well, let's go down and make some. All right. Just kitchen. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Next up is our top shelf segment featuring some variations on white Russians. Here are Kim, Haley, and Maddie. So I remember my mother used to really love a cocktail that was based on a white Russian, but it was called a Smith and Kearns. And I always thought that is such an interesting name. So then as I got older and, you know, got to drinking myself, I tried a Smith and Kearns once and uh, found out that it's basically a white Russian and includes uh, carbonated water, some soda water. And it's uh, very, very refreshing. And so I did a little research and found out that it was created um, in a bar by obviously a bartender uh, (laughs) and named after two oilmen who were regulars at this bar. And their last names were Smith and Curran. But because the bar was so noisy, people didn't realize that the last name was not Curran, so they called it Kearns, Smith and Kearns. I also found out that a Smith and Wesson is a Smith and Kearns with vodka. 
So very interesting. And that uh, other oil man? I must be. I think they're they're <laughs> there. I think you were talking gunman there, right? I, well, yes, I think, definitely. Right, right. <laughs> but and then Maddie, you know of another type of white Russian, right? Yes. So my mother-in-law. I, I never heard of it until she told me about it. So one of her favorite drinks was called a Colorado Bulldog. And it's same as a white Russian, but they do a, instead of like the carbonated water that you were talking about, they do Coke. Sure. They top it off with some Coke. Sure. And so um, a white Russian will have cream mm-hmm. or half and half or milk, right? Isn't yes. that the and, deal? And maybe you just pick one, you know, based on your preference? Sure, sure. Totally. Or maybe it depends on the bartender, who, how sure. they make it. What, maybe whatever they have on hand. Sure, Where you're sure. At. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I, I know that it'd be really hard to drink one that would be heavy on the cream. I had one once that was basically a pint of cream with a Ooh. little booze in it. And, oh, boy. Was there uh, ice? There was ice. Um, but, you know, it, I mean, I... I'm no stranger to fatty things in my life, but it was too much for me. I tried to, you know, drink with a straw from the bottom so I could try and leave some of that cream. But uh, you probably could have used some Coke or carbonated water. Definitely (laughs) to cut that richness. But uh, I guess that's what you get when you order a drink like that at a brewery. So So you know what I think we should do? We should uh, take your chocolate liqueur that you developed for cuisine, and we should try the Smith and Kearns and the Colorado. I think that Colorado, what is it? I Bull think Bulldog. that sounds good. Colorado Bulldog. Now, did you say, or am I misremembering, that there's coffee in the Smith and Kearns? No, it's coffee liqueur. Oh, okay. Coffee liqueur. Okay. Yep. It's a white Russian with soda water. Okay. That's it. Cool. And then if you want to add vodka, it's a Smith and Wesson. All right. So, yeah. So there nice. we go. So uh, we'll try some of these drinks with your homemade. You know, liqueur. maybe this could be a little segment for cocktails with cuisine. Oh, that's so true. Good little idea. side by side. Really I don't good think idea. We've done a white Russian yet. I don't think so either. And you know, I'm not sure if we have any of the the homemade coffee liqueur left. I might have to hunt around for that. But or make it again. Or make yeah. it again. Or make it yeah. again. <laughs> that would be all right. Yep, for sure. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. We're going to play Let's Make a Meal from My Fridge with Haley and Kim. Welcome, Kim and Haley. I'm going to give you the contents of my fridge, and I would like you to make me a meal. Okay. Are you ready? Give it our best. (laughs) We'll try. All right. My fridge is a little bare right now, so I'm going to just give you what's in there, and I hope you can find something delicious out of this. I have eggs, salami, and Spanish chorizo, cream, uh, some cheeses like Gruyere, Parm, cheddar, and some goat cheese, lemons, baby potatoes, and sweet potatoes, chickpeas. I have leftover crispy smashed potatoes. I know Haley likes to make stuff out of leftovers, so I do. she might be doing that for this one. Cilantro and parsley and some French green beans. Okay, then. I have some ideas right off the bat. I don't know about you, Kim. Well, I mean, you take eggs and cream. We've got a frittata, yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right? For, for I mean, a salami and or Spanish chorizo in there. Yep. And then we've got a plethora of cheeses, cheeses. you can also throw in there. And that's so a no-brainer. Very and simple and pretty I'm, quick. I'm almost wondering if there's somehow you could mix in the smashed potatoes or if there's some way you to layer could. them and yeah. then the eggs or I mean, something. sort of like a Spanish tortilla, yeah, you know, yeah. if you... Cut those up thinly and add them right into the mixture. I think that that would work really well. Yeah. And then some cilantro or parsley. Of course. 
Why not? Some herbs, right? a lot of greenage in there. And really? I have to admit, so one of the things that we're doing at home right now is we grab a pound of aricovera or mm-hmm. green beans mm-hmm. and we blanch them and we keep them around and snack on them because we're trying to have healthier <laughs> snacks. Yeah. So I probably would go ahead and cook those green beans and eat those with the frittata, right? Yep, <laughs> definitely. Squeeze a little lemon over them. This was too easy for you. Well, okay. And if you don't want to put the smashed potatoes into the frittata. Oh, but I do. Well, okay, okay. But we still have baby potatoes and sweet potatoes. That's true. I mean, the first thing I thought was doing like a mixed potato salad with oh. both kinds of potatoes. And make some like some hard-cooked eggs to put in there. Definitely, yeah. If you have some eggs laying around or some mayonnaise or I also love a potato salad that's, you know, oil and vinegar based, you know, as well. You could also take that salami and I've been doing this at home, too. Now we are trying not to eat (laughs) many um, uh, meats like that. but we've been crisping salami to put mm. on pizza. Mm. So you're rendering some of the fat uh-huh. out of it. Yes. So it's not quite as bad. It's yeah. still pretty salty, but it's very flavorful. And we're mm-hmm. throwing it on top of pizza. So I could see um, adding that to some potato salad too, some crispy salami. My, Definitely. My cousin, when she she loved pepperoni, now she's a vegetarian, but back in her like early teens, she loved pepperoni so much that she would make what she called pepperoni bacon. So she'd put the pepperoni on a plate, microwave it until it got crisp and it is delicious and kind of a guilty pleasure. And you feel a little cute. You feel a little bit better about it because you are getting some of that fat out of there. Oh, it's delicious. I I love it. Pepperoni bacon. It's cured just like bacon. (laughs) So I mean probably not quite the same way, but yes. But it has a similar flavor. It's delicious. Uh Highly recommend that. Just make that a meal. I mean, that's all you need. I mean, I can just eat them straight out of the bag. But I mean (laughs) crispier, they're crisp when they're crispy, they're better too. So you know, and let's not forget there are chickpeas in there. Uh, Yep, I I saw those as well. If you wanted to make a little appetizer, you could uh, take those chip- chickpeas, you know, pulse them in your food processor. I'm assuming you have some oil in mm-hmm. the house. Throw some lemon in there and then cook this chorizo Ooh. and like sprinkle that Ooh. over the top Ooh. and, you know, use that. Kind of like, like a, a hummus with meat yeah, on top. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, so, that sounds, that sounds like a dinner, actually. I think great <laughs> ingredients here. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, ladies. Yeah. Thank you're yeah. welcome. Lastly, John is here to close out the episode with some coffee-related trivia for Pam and Haley in our Cracked Up segment. Ah, (laughs) so here we are with Cracked Up Trivia. Oh my gosh, that maniacal laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And as you know, our theme today is coffee. So I've got some coffee-related trivia to stump Pam and Haley with. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. <laughs> Me too. I think John we know the driver's seat. I'll, I'll just, uh, this one is not so heavily weighted towards my age. They are general coffee questions, I believe. Okay. No, <laughs> that might have helped me. There, but. there are no uh, questions about the 14th century or anything. <laughs> um, so the first question is, is there a Starbucks in FBI headquarters in D.C.? I mean, there's a Starbucks everywhere, right? I'm um, inclined to say yes. It feels like a trick question, though. I know it does. Um, I mean, I, I've, I'm inclined to say yes as well. It is a trick question. <laughs> that a, means a no. <laughs> there's a Starbucks in CIA headquarters in Langley. Oh, well, what does FBI do? 
Uh, they have to bring their they own. They have to bring their own, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, uh, the baristas budget. there have to be escorted in and out. They have to pass a security wow. clearance. I kind of wonder that. That's why I, I did wonder a little bit just from a security standpoint, but I'm so shocked that the CIA would allow it. <laughs> right, over the FBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good one. So, and Haley, this is why I brought you into this one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can coffee extend a cat's life? Oh, well, you know, because I am a fan of both coffee and cats. Uh, can it extend the life of a cat? Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it will have negative impacts on your cat. Pam? Uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> we have 50-50 chance. You're, you're fine saying yes. <laughs> um, according to the Guinness World Book of Records... The top holder for oldest cat ever is a 38-year-old kitty named Cream Puff that drank coffee every morning of her furry little life, plus enjoying bacon, eggs, and broccoli. Wow, as long as you have a green vegetable in there, you're all right. (laughs) Before you uh, dismiss that outright, consider this. The cat that Cream Puff beat out for the record, a 34-year-old cat appropriately named Grandpa Rex... Had the same owner and only lived to be 34. Did that's it too still, drink coffee? That's still it had the old same diet. Yeah, is, okay. Wow. So. Hmm. <laughs> now we know. Uh, then uh, this question well, it is actually a generational question now that I think about it. Um, of millennials or Gen Xers, which generation spends more on coffee? I think millennials. I would say the same. It is, yeah, considerably. <laughs> uh, Americans, on average, spend just under $1,100 annually on coffee, 2008 on average for millennials, and $1,410 for Gen X. Okay. I Yowza. could not track down any average for uh, boomers, hmm. which I found interesting. But That is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, multiple multiple choice, choice. here. I, well, I think I'm doing pretty well. I don't think I'm huh? spending $1,100 on coffee. A I year. don't think I am either. <laughs> that's why you want to buy your own grinder and grind, grind your own, own beans. And see, that's just it. It's considerably less for boomers because they don't go out to buy coffee. Mm-hmm. They're not head, headed to Starbucks. <laughs> I used to do it, but I, I still have $25 credit on my Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I'll help you with that. I went through a phase before I started paying off my student loans that I would go get coffee. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, the um, multiple choice, who drinks more coffee worldwide? A, Americans, B, Colombians, C, Finlanders, or D, Brazilians? Well, I was going to go with Italians, but that's not an answer. <laughs> I um, was thinking Europeans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's Colombian coffee. Do they drink their own, you know? I know this, that 40% of the coffee production in the world comes from Brazil. Does it? Well, I mean, is he trying to throw us off the scent? Oh, these guys are good. They're (laughs) so good. (laughs) Well, I... What was the third option? Ignorance. Finland. Finland. (laughs) I'm just thinking about population Hmm. of the countries. Um, This is per capita, then. Oh, Okay. (laughs) Excuse me, that's different then. Uh, Uh, Your first choice was Colombia. Let's go with Colombia. Colombia. 
actually the Finlanders. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, we should have known that. That's yeah, a right. red herring. Uh-huh. The Finns drink up to 10 cups a day, on average about eight cups a day. And the average Finn consumes about 26 pounds of roasted coffee annually. Okay, wow. here's what I want to know. Do they brew theirs the same way? Or is they it do. diluted? The well, question is actually that they mostly get served uh, small, like demi-test yeah. cups. Okay, so they're not the same size of cups that we're probably drinking correct. here. Correct, okay. correct. But they, and they also have, uh, instead of getting uh, a free Coke with your hamburger, you can... You usually get a free coffee, apparently, with your hamburger. Oh, so that interesting. drives the average up. And and where it's going away here, they still give away free re- refills on coffee. So, mm. hmm. um, As a matter of fact, uh, five of the top ten coffee drinkers in the world are Scandinavian countries. Well, it's so dark there in the winter. I'm wondering <laughs> if they're drinking so much to stay awake. <laughs> or stay I don't know. warm. Yeah. That too. The United States comes in at 26th out of the top 100. Wow. And, um, Canada actually comes in at 10th. Wow, Isn't that crazy? That's just so surprising. That to was me. really. I mean, considering you know that there's coffee shops right across the street from one another sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, that's just nuts. Uh, <laughs> I'll save that trick question for later. <laughs> uh, what is cappuccino named after? Um, a, a monkey? So close. <laughs> so close. I don't know. And I, I think that is the same root as well. Yeah? Now that I think about it. Clueless. Mm-hmm. The Capuchin monks of okay. Italy. Uh. It's said to resemble their uh, tan uh, cassocks. They're, okay. I, I don't okay. think it has anything to do with their white heads or anything. But, <laughs> uh <laughs> Monkey and well, ca- a, cappuccino a, monkeys, oh, yes. and I have a feeling okay. that yep. they do have bald heads, don't they? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, or at least they're tan. Whose name came first? I wonder if the monks took it from the monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, the monkeys were probably around before the monks. They uh, were, right? but but were they named? Named, yes. Sure. <laughs> Which sex? I guess this has to be qualified. In the United States, consumes more coffee. Fifty-fifty. Women. Um, I was going to say that too, as you? well. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. You're both great. Yeah. <laughs> 66% of women drink coffee every day. 62% of men drink coffee every Women day. have so much to do. They got to just stay awake. Right. They're the coffee <laughs> achievers. That's absolutely right. You want my my double Let's hear it. Oh, is there question? a bonus question? Yep. Oh, the bonus <laughs> trick question. Yeah. Which weighs more, a pound of roasted coffee or a pound of feathers? They are the same. Oh, darn. <laughs> you, you, you got that third grade question right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's trivia for today. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thank you. Loved it. That's great. We want to connect with you. Follow Cuisine at Home on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for recipe inspiration, cooking tips and techniques, behind the scenes action, and cooking videos. You can also subscribe to our free newsletter at cuisineathome.com newsletter. Thank you.